welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. Welcome to the Charged Up Chargers podcast. I am your host, Lucas Reyes. No sports guy David this week, but I got two very important guests. I got Alex Briggs all the way from the UK and Simon Simon Uribe, excuse me, um, these guys, uh, from Colombia. These guys are Chargers fans from the UK, and this is the first Charged Up Chargers podcast international. So um, I'm going to ask you guys, how you guys doing today? Yeah, not bad, thanks, man. You? I'm doing all right. How about you, Simon? Everything great here. And so, just so people understand a little bit, what's the time over there, Alex, in the UK, and then what's the time over there, uh, Simon, in Colombia? Uh, so, it's half eight uh, in the evening over here, right now? Yeah, it's 3.26 p.m. here in Colombia. And now over here, it's 12.30 in the afternoon. I'm I'm over here in uh, Southern California. So, we're all over the place. Chargers fans international, and it's pretty cool that, um, you know, I... We just started doing this podcast last year. I did. Um, David's been doing it for a while. But uh, we got some people over from different countries that not only follow football, but are actually Chargers fans too, which is funny because we get bullied for having the least amount of fans. But I found these guys uh, like kind of quickly. So I think that people were re- really interested in uh, wondering how you guys became um, not only football fans, but also Chargers fans. Like how did you guys become interested? So I'll start um, with you, Alex. Uh, what made you... You know, just how did you come across, like, the NFL? So, basically, it's not a massive thing over in the UK. As you can imagine, it's it's kind of growing a bit now. But uh, back in the day, we used to have one game that was featured on uh, our terrestrial TV, so not like Sky or whatever. It was just like we had five channels to pick from, and it was just on one of the channels, and they'd just show one game of the week. Um, and this was, like, back in the early 2000s. Um, so it was around 2006 that I really got into it, and I'd watched. Then it was kind of like, okay, I need to start. I need to really pick a team. Um, and I was looking around, and when I was watching the games and watching the highlights, it was just incredible. Um, it was a season that LT really kicked on, and it's like his record touchdown season back in 2006. And it, it was that watching LT that really like put me on to, to picking the charges, and it kind of grew from there, really. Yeah, that's crazy because like, I feel like a lot of people – when you ask them now, if they're Charger fans, they they would always say LT. So it was like the same thing. Like you get it just over. That's crazy how uh, you came across that though. Lucky um, LT went off that year. We got you as a Charger fan. What about you, uh, Simone? How did you become a Charger fan? Yeah, for me it was actually kind of similar. I was like early two thousands as well. Uh, I have some family that lives in Miami, so I was visiting them. They actually taught me. How, uh, you know, the the rules, the game. I have never seen it before, before that. They are Miami fans. So I actually watched like a couple games with them. And then I, I, I got kind of hooked, you know. Mm-hmm. So once I, I got back, like I, I kept checking out games here in Colombia. We only get also one game like every Sundays. We, we get only one one game. So I was checking them, and after a couple of years, I, I think that was 2004, kind of. So a couple, a couple of years later, I decided, you know, just like Alex, I had to choose uh, a team, you know. And that was 2006 as well, and LT was running all over defenses, and this this team had... And, such a great uniform so yeah <laughs> I, I chose the the chargers based on lt and the uniforms yeah honestly at least we still have the drip our uniforms are still fire but 
damn, it's been a while since we've been winning some games. 2006 was forever ago, man. That was one of my uh, favorite uh, favorite years, too. And that's when I started really going to Charger games. And, you know, being from San Diego, I was all, all around that. So I understand you guys because uh, it's like the exact same reason why I became a Chargers fan, too. You know, and especially just from being there. But um, that's kind of crazy you bring up that you had family in Miami because we just played the Dolphins and, you know, time to react to this game. Um, you know, thanks you guys for sharing your stories. But now it's time to talk about this game that just happened yesterday. And I don't know about you guys, uh, but initial reaction, man. For me, initial reaction, I just, you know, disappointed, uh, just got dominated, it seemed like, in all aspects of the game. And um, it's getting to the point where I could, I think that maybe just the effort, maybe especially on defense is bad, but... You know, it was not a good game yesterday, and, uh, you know, it was just really frustrating. Um, what about you, Alex? Yeah, I mean, how do you get beaten and on all three sides of the game? Like, how do you get beaten on OD and special? And it's like, I mean, the fact that we came out with it just eight points off was a miracle to me. When we were 14 points down so early, I was like, all my friends saying there's only two teams, you know, that have finished less than a score out, and that was the... Uh, the eight and zero Steelers, and then the two and seven Chargers. And I was like, "Well, yeah, that's not going to be the same this week because uh, we, it looked like we were going to get hammered." So the 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 Dolphins really could have put us to the sword. Really, uh, looking back, but beaten on all three sides quite comfortably, I think. Simon, yeah, I kind of joked before the like like in the first half, kind of joked like, "Well, at least this time we are not blowing any any leads, and we are kind of getting beat like." Probably, but yeah, this actually didn't feel any better than than the past few weeks because it was such a bad effort from all the way down. Like special teams were like the worst I've seen in quite a while, and the effort on defense, the missed tackles were terrible. We have absolutely no pass rush without Jay Bosa, so yeah, it was. Way, way too disappointing. Yeah, this. Those two missed ins as well. Yeah, the yeah. two missed interceptions, like straight through the hands, and then Perryman juggling it. Yeah, so and that, and that, that actually one. drives me crazy because everyone will point out that that Herbert inter- interception, while two uh, through at least two, maybe three passes that were absolutely on the defensive hands, you know, and and our, our guys can't catch so. Yeah, everyone will will go pointing out that Herbert has one interception while Tua had zero. So that's that really crazy. Yeah, um, if you didn't watch this game and just looked at the box score, you would think that um, Herbert got outplayed, I guess, by just looking at it. But no, you're right. I mean, Herbert did um, drop back more and he did complete more passes and had more yards. So it, it was it was a little bit better on his end, but still the defensively, um, Miami. I just felt like they were ready. Brian Flores had the right scheme drawn up. I mean, the Chargers were predictable in every single aspect of the game, not just defensively. We'll talk about um, how Tua after the game said he um, he knew everything that the Chargers were going to run on defense. He said they ran exactly what they thought they were going to run, and uh, you know it just shows how lack of creativity Gus Bradley has and how stagnant this team has become and. Going back to now offensively, it's really spread into the offense. I mean, you are so predictable, these first down runs and then the second down play action. Early on into the game, 
you saw that the defensive uh, mindset for the Dolphins, they, they knew what was going to happen on offense, run first down and then second down play action over the top. And that's why Herbert was getting sacked a lot and uh, pressured a lot is because they just knew exactly the, the first 15 plays, the game script of the Chargers, because it's the same each and every week. So um, it, it's, getting, it's gotten to the point of frustration and uh, play calling. I mean, we're kind of sounding like a broken record, but, you know, it, it was it was just all over the place as far as uh, no consistency. You're just trying to find an answer, and uh, the Chargers looked lost all throughout the way. And um, you're right that it was a miracle to even lose by just eight points. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, on the, on the, on the offense, offensive side of the ball, like, and I know Balazs had like a, a breakout game, but he had as many carries as uh, Williams, Henry, and Guyton had. Re- had even targets, never mind receptions. And, um, and even on the checkdown, when when obviously the the, the lookout didn't work, and it, he hit, I think hit Balazs like six times, but well, targeted him six times for five receptions, which was more than Williams, Henry, and Guyton. Again, like the only one receiver that was hit, but targeted more times than Balazs was uh, Allen. And even then, he had mm-hmm. less. I think it was like three for seven. 39 yards like it was a all it was a one-man offense and that was based on what checkdowns and one one and a half yard carries now and again if you could manage to get over the line i think it seemed one time it was like six first downs um it was four runs per one and a half yards per carry and then two pass attempts and that was 14 yards per, per, per attempt and it was just like well there you go why not why are we not passing on first why are we so predictable yeah and also you know, I understand attacking the Miami defense by running because they have such talented secondary. But the running game, even though it was okay, it wasn't great either. Like, we were averaging 3.1 yards per carry. So it's not like the running game was, you know, like otherworldly. It was just okay. So, yeah, I, I didn't like the offensive play, game plan. Game plan at all like you you can be that predictable on, on first down especially like every first down was either a, a, a run or a, a screen so yeah it, it, all the yeah. first down all all of them went to to Balash or Kelly yeah I saw something it was like our average first down rush is like 33.4% something like that and then that's it on average first down rush and this week it was up to like forty-seven percent, so a whole like fourteen percent more of first downs we were rushing every time. And the, like you say, Miami D just oh yeah. yeah um, I feel like Anthony Back Lynn in. is just straight out of a time machine and thinks it's still two thousand three. And you know, I just think that he's not caught up with the times. And uh, this is one of those games where PFF is going to have a great day just breaking this down because they're going to they love they love uh, crapping on Justin Herbert for some reason, but. The thing is, I think I could point to Shane Steichen's play calling a little bit and his inability to get a little bit of more creativity. Um, whenever the Chargers have been, you know, blitzed yeah. a lot, the reason why Herbert's passing rating during blitzes is so high is because we've had Jalen Guyton, you know, on a great mismatch or Keenan Allen getting separation very quickly or Mike Williams making a miraculous catch. But if you're facing a good team like Miami secondary, um, there's not going to happen. Those big plays aren't going to happen. And that's when you really have to come up with these nice play calls that are able to alleviate the pass rush, get a little bit more screens involved, maybe out of your backfield, but at the right time, 
and also just come out of something that is more creative, a trips formation, get some natural pick plays, um, things that are just in the intermediate and short game because the vertical attack is only there if you could really pick off on a, on a secondary. But a well-coached team like the Dolphins aren't going to be able to – you're not going to be able to just do that to them. And they've been disciplined all year. And it shows that the 6-3 and three record is, isn't a joke, and they've put away good teams. This is a good Chargers passing attack offense. They're second-ranked offense in the league, which is incredible to say. But it just hasn't been capped off. And some, sometimes these drives don't capitalize on points, and they just stall out. And that's the inexperience of Shane Steichen. And maybe it could be also just the lack of just leadership from Anthony Lynn, too, just to steer and, and really help your offensive coordinator call the right plays. I mean, there should be some – type of voice being held uh, you know telling you what to run and what to fix I mean Keenan Allen with three receptions is terrible uh, he that's one of the, like, the lowest inputs of uh, the whole year and a year that he's been absolutely eating and just demolishing so um, just very bad all around yeah I mean it, it, the, the the three for seven for like the tough the, sorry seven targets three receptions from Allen it's criminal still 39 yards and a, and a touchdown on that, but you've got to target these men more. Like I know, you, I know, there's not getting much time behind there, and we're very predictable with the play calls. But if you are going to run every down, why not try and force create a hole? Like we're not just going to run it straight in the middle every time. Why don't we try and try something a bit different? Like I can't remember the name of their running back, but he was he, he was finding holes and they were creating big space for him and it actually looked like they had a plan where they were going to put him whereas for us it seemed like we were just handing off to Balage and it was just like okay you've got to do it all yourself like it wasn't like a premeditated run it was just okay hand it off yeah because we happens. actually saw zero snaps for for Pope or at least zero carries I, I didn't see I think it was zero snaps as well yeah yeah and he was active yeah. and he had a great game that last game he played so yeah, I, I would actually ha- love to see him run a little more. And also, we abandoned the Herbert runs mm-hmm. too early. Like, he had a couple good runs in the first quarter, and then we saw zero runs from him. Like, I don't want him to run 10, 12 times, but, you know, at least four, five, six times, it, it would be fine for me. And he's learning how to slide a, a bit more, so so that's a plus in, on on his runs. Yeah, I didn't see much of Parham either. I don't know what happened there. Like Parham's this great matchup monster. Like if you've got him out there, he's an absolute monster of a guy. And I think we saw maybe one yeah. one target yeah, to him. Yeah, I can't yeah, even remember. Just terrible. Well, you know, it's it's getting yeah. that time where we're just looking forward to the draft um it's pretty much set in stone the chargers are not going to make the playoffs yeah. um i know i remember like years ago under mike yeah. mccoy um they had like less than a one percent chance to make the playoffs and they snuck in but this doesn't seem like that's going to be like that um I, this team when i look at it i'm just thinking about the injuries you know um just what, what could have been but this is like starting to cause panic among the Chargers fans because uh, now I've seen some people start to turn on Tom Telesco, the GM, a little bit. I just want to get your guys' opinion before I voice mine on yeah. how the job that you know Telesco has done. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, I I for one criticised the Herbert call, uh, and I kind of <laughs> look egg on my face now. So I mean, so, some of, some of the some of the choices he's made um, have been great. Um, I think you can't look much past maybe 
the first or second round. We haven't had much on that. Um, I mean, we had Desmond King in the sixth, I think, and he's gone now. I, I can't really remember uh, off the top of my head as having like much depth coming from the draft. We get maybe first and second round good picks, and then from there it's just you know anything anything goes, and we get rid of them shortly, or they don't make the cut. Um, but I'm, I'm not ready to unload on Telesco yet. I think it's more. Uh, I think it's it, we we have to stick with the coaching. I mean, even going back to it, the special teams yesterday was just unreal. I've, I had a, I had a list from Popper, I think it was, and just the list of plays that was accounted for as special teams causing issues. I mean, the D didn't play great, but Jesus, that special teams outfit was terrible. So special teams coaching, the Gus Bradley, uh, Anthony Lynn, I think they, they could all, you could wrap them up in a package and get rid of them all and just clean house and just start again next year. Yeah, season. so Talesco has been all right, like picking up players. He has built a, a really good roster, but, you know, it's not like he has been like, you know, like like the best GM out there. He's been okay. He has been terrible picking up coaches. Like McCoy was dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Anthony Lee has been quite underwhelming. So yeah, I, like I don't have a problem if if they fire him, but I would keep him. I think. But I'm I'm okay either way. But however, the coaches. I, I was defending Lean all the way to before this game, but this game showed that the the players have given up on him. Like, showed zero effort. Oh, yeah, this game. Like, they are not fighting for him. Yeah. So, so I think a coaching change is, is is coming probably after the season. I don't think they they're gonna fire any coaches like in season. Maybe Stewart. But I don't think anyone else gets cut in, in like in the middle of the season. So, at, at what time do you start protecting players for next season? Though, if you're going to give them new coaches, like when do you start protecting? Well, that's an Herbert? interesting question. But I don't think Anthony Lynn <laughs> is that type of coach to protect any players. I mean, he's definitely a guy that's going to demand that his players play for him and try to win every game. That's just what I think that is going to do. Um, going back to Telesco real quick, I'm not sure if. Uh, you know, I, I'm turning on Telesco yet. I mean, the, the team is, is when healthy, a very nice team on the roster. You know, and I think about just the Pro Bowl and All-Pro talent that the Chargers have had, um, and even right now still have. Like, Joey Bosa is an All-Pro. Herbert, for sure, is going to be an All-Pro in the future. Um, so, Bosa, Herbert, Derwin James, that's three All-Pro talents right there, and... and uh, you know, then you also just have very nice complimentary pieces. I just think about the injuries, but now I'm just very looking forward to draft position and just uh, draft stock. I'm not sure if, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in just this last game was so demoralizing. It wasn't even fun to watch the game. You know, usually we have Herbert to look forward to, but even then it was like this game was so bad. But uh, it kind of like changes the whole demeanor of the rest of the season. I know things were looking bad, but man, uh, it, it just felt so demoralizing. So now, um, did you guys want to say anything else before we move on to the Jets? Yeah, like to me, the Chargers have a better roster than the Miami. Like we have more top end talent, but like really, coaching show, just showed up yesterday. Like, yes, we have better players. It was uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, and 
it's just it's just so maddening. Like when you look at it on a whole, it seems so badly. But I'm just looking at the list of stuff here from the special teams that like really screws us over. And it's like the punt that was blocked and then they instantly scored, like on the one yard line. Then we commit that, you know, the, commit the penalty on the field goal attempt and then give them a pretty much walking touchdown. There's 14 points right there. Like some of the stupid things that were just done on those special teams, it's just like it just. I don't know, beggar's belief how we do this every week, and it's just something different, another new way to lose. Well, now um, hopefully we do not lose this next game because the Chargers are now going to face the Jets this coming week, and uh, I'm just going to look up if it's a home game. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm feeling about it, guys. Like It's at, it's at no. home now, but honestly, no. some things aren't guaranteed. Last night, we just saw the Ravens lose to the Patriots. I'm not sure if you guys saw that coming. And yeah. now the Jets don't have Sam Darnold, but they do have Joe Flacco, who did beat the Chargers last year. So, just <laughs> what do you guys expect? It's oh, going to be the Browns man. all over again. I really again, think man. that could happen. It's going to be the Browns I really all think over that again. Happen. And that's so sad. I wouldn't sad be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so funny. So, like, went up to see my family and my dad is always interested in like how the Chargers are doing even though he's never never really watched them and he's like oh well how's it going on a few weeks back I'm like well you know we're not doing great but we've got this incredible rookie we've got these hard, hard games out of the way this is after the Saints game right. I was like oh we've got the Jags game coming up yeah so while I was up there watched the Jags game I'm like this is it we take momentum it's going to be great and then I went up again like <laughs> this weekend so I've been been four weeks since like oh so how are they getting on i was like i don't really want to talk about it it's awful he was like i thought it's gonna be great i was like what do i know yeah what, i think that was really I... the optimism back then a few weeks ago i mean that's incredible um honestly i really thought that maybe i would have woke up to the chargers firing anthony lynn today um i guess we'll have to wait one more week right if we lose to the Jets, it really is no on, excuse man. come on if we yeah, Jets. I believe the it's biggest problem to firing Lean in season is that if you fire Lean, who's your head coach? Like yeah. head coach, like Gus Bradley, that would be worse. Bradley, <laughs> well, Jesus, man, um, who's available? There's some rumors about John Harbaugh. We have to yeah, look yeah, for that. Will be next year, like oh, for this year, you you right. have to go with a with an interim head coach. And no, heck no, yeah, Gus Bradley, like. That's <laughs> I think uh, I think the Chargers are just trying to be patient. I mean, that has been their motto for the longest time. This this team has been built through patience. I wasn't even done. Uh, the other Pro Bowl talent is like Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler was an undrafted free agent. I mean, these guys are hurt, you know. So, and we just got Trey Turner back yesterday, and he wasn't obviously a hundred percent because he's been out for six weeks. But I didn't really see too much of an impact. Just saying, there's so many revolving doors, so many moving pieces that. I think they're just waiting to see this season end um, and waiting to come back even stronger for next year, hopefully having a great um, pick. But now the Jets, I mean, how would the Chargers win this game and how would they lose this game? I mean, it's been so long since they've won. Um, I think it would just have to be Herbert going off through the air um, and Kalen Balazs, a little bit of a revenge game. I mean, the Jets are so bad on defense that they – they have to give up 30 points to the Chargers, I imagine. They're not as good as the Dolphins. And then Chargers on defensive side, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm scared. Man, we'll find a way. We will find a way. Like, you, you, we can go into this game as positive as we want, but, like, I I don't even know what to say now because I, I'd say, well, yeah, the Chargers should win it. A few weeks back, I'd have gone, yeah, obviously the Chargers will win it, but, like, I, the Chargers will find a way to lose it. I can't tell you which way it'll be. 
and we should on paper beat but like but, but i i, I understand no the theory because we've lived through it but like how do we see the jets winning we have to predict it right we have to like <laughs> <laughs> i mean we, yeah if we okay all okay old man old yeah, man i mean if goal, we go man. with this kind of effort we we're just... gonna we're gonna lose no matter who faces us but yeah. if the if these guys go yeah. out and actually play they should win easily, but I'm not sure that they have it in, in them. I don't think they're they're gonna play hard. You think it's all gone as far as their effort and motivation? I could I could be on board with that too a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can just watching watching running backs just waltz through our uh, waltz through our D line man. I can just see like old man Gore having a like career send off in quite incredible. Like three touchdowns. I could see like Joe Flacco just torching the defense somehow. I mean, they they got some freak plays against the Patriots, yeah. and the Patriots have a good secondary. I think they could definitely get some against the Chargers, who have been having some struggles consistently. Um, shoot, I, I want to call this game though. I want I have to predict it, and um, you know, I I really do believe the Chargers will go off on offense, and uh, the Jets will make it a little bit close. But the Chargers, I I have to believe they'll beat the Jets, and I think they will. So um. I will go with the Chargers winning this one, thirty-three out of twenty-seven, man. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah, it's gonna be close. Got that close. Remember, the Jets were actually on, on a bye and had time to right to prepare for this game. <laughs> well, you guys. Well, I, I, I think the Chargers will will win, but it's gonna be close. I also think that the offense will go off, and yeah. It will go like thirty-five to thirty, something like 35 that. Thirty-five thirty, okay. Yeah. yeah. The yeah the bet betting that I always use as 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 uh, to win by nine point five. Oh really? The so, spread is nine point five for the Chargers. Just just under it, yeah. Yeah, the spread spreads yeah under nine point five for the Chargers. So um, I don't know. I think that's very good. generous that's, considering uh, we all. Yeah. I, I, I take those odds massively. Very odd, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I would definitely wouldn't be back in that. I, uh, I think it's going to be, you know, standard last minute field goal, maybe thirty-three, thirty. Oh gosh, I'm not excited. I mean, like this is not fun as a Fantasy. fan right now. I would not have thought that I would have been in this position right now. Yeah. Um, I feel very insecure as a Chargers fan. <laughs> in- <laughs> oh, man, there's only one bigger spread this week as well, and that's the. Uh, what are you? Uh, Steelers. What, are you on Bovada? And. <laughs> no, this is mm, okay. uh, UK one, Bet365. Um, they'll love that free fucking sponsorship there. But, um, yeah, they we're, we're predicted to win by the most uh, on the spread by any team. So <laughs> that's just yeah, another I also imagine it's the last time we are predicted to win in the rest of the season, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Incredible. God, yeah. I mean, what have we got? Bills, Patriots... Falcons, Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs. I reckon we can beat the Broncos second time around. Broncos home second time around. By then, hopefully, yeah, we'll have a healthy awful. Joey Bosa and Ingram on the field at the same time. And and Eckler, that's and correct. Then, and hopefully and that time, by then, um, Trey Turner and Balaga finally solidify the right side of the line and, and catch fire a little bit. If that happens, I mean, I do want to see some division wins. That I, We need to. You know, that's uh, that always feels good. Yeah. No, I, I'm not... How did we take the Chiefs to right. overtime, man? Oh my gosh. <laughs> overtime. And, and we, we should have won that game as well. 
and the, the Saints, Raiders incredible. Game. Jesus, um, man. And the Broncos. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's been a wild year, guys. Uh, any closing words before we end this podcast? I actually think... Yeah, yes, fire, fire Anthony Lynn. But <laughs> I actually think we have a couple wins <laughs> more. On the horizon? Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a couple more wins. We are going to end up like... Who would they come against? I'm not Fal- sure. The Falcons. We play the Falcons later on. That mean, that That game might just explode the world. I mean... Uh, the Falcons Chargers, yeah. who would win that? <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, Jets, yeah. Falcons, and Broncos. I'll say that we've yeah, got a chance we of winning win those three. Three, three wow. maybe four. But... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Guys, I, I, I envy your uh, positivity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads to I mean, I'll say five goodness. and 11. Yeah. We can win oh, a couple man. more and just ruin our chances at Penisua. <laughs> yeah, Belichick schemed like mad this week, didn't he? Just they always find a way somehow, again. and that's just the difference between an amazing yeah. coach and what we have right now. But uh, um, no more on that, uh, guys. It's been great having you guys. The first yeah. Chargers International <laughs> podcast. It's been fun. I really like. Hope everyone at home enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna let you guys plug it. Alex, where can we find you on Twitter or social media? Okay, so Twitter, it's the sport, uh, at Sports Network with the uh, O's of Zeros. Um, and I don't have any other social media. Already. What about I you, will Simone? work on that. Yeah, I only have Twitter. You can find me at, at Suribepe. Like, Suribepe. No? And I also have a Spanish podcast, Chargers podcast. <laughs> no? You can find us there at, at Podlandcast. Nice. All right. Well, I'll put all the links for that in the description so you guys can be able to follow them on Twitter. And then check out Simon uh, and his buddy's podcast. Um, they're from Colombia. It's really cool. A Spanish Chargers podcast. That's awesome. And I also believe um, Alex is about to launch his podcast. Unless Did you already launch your podcast over there in the UK? Uh, no, not yet. It is, it is in the works. We are just signing it out. I've got a, a, a couple of guys... Um, so it'll be a bit of Chargers, bit of That's awesome. NFL, really, just in general. Um, probably got one of the, one of the guys is a Rams fan, so it's going to be. A I love that. That's special. awesome. I mean, you guys are spreading the UK football. We got guys spreading the Colombian football. Um, this is great. I love to see it. Well, you guys could follow me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas, and you can follow Sports Guy David and the Fantasy Sports Cave. And when you see our Twitters on their pinned tweets, you guys are going to see all of our threads of our podcast, and that's how you also enter our giveaway to win a $100 NFL Shop gift card. All you have to do is like, retweet, or comment under one of those tweets, and you follow Sports Guy David, me, and the Fantasy Sports Cave on Twitter, and that's it. You entered our monthly giveaway to win the gift card. Simone actually won last, last month. That's how I met Simone. Which is crazy. He was a listener, and then he won the giveaway, and then he tells me he has a podcast. So we're like, well, might as well. And and uh, so I'm just uh, just winning. I don't know. I mean, good things happen. We find a community. So uh, that's it for Simone, for Alex, and for me and everyone here at the Fantasy Sports Cave. We are out.